We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He's back. So are we. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your favorite premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your podcast. He's like Michael Myers, folks. Every Halloween, he rolls back into your life. Every draft season, it's Steve Kime. Whether you like it or not, I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock. How about it? Read, 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 read. Yeah, he won't. He won't go away. He yes. won't go away. What did we say on Wednesday, right? Or was it uh, Tuesday when the, the news came down about the allegations on the organization that, you know, could potentially lead to this team losing draft picks because of their misconduct? It's like Steve Keim could continue to screw this organization well beyond his resignation. And, uh, you know, he, ap- he appeared, Johnny, on the Green Light podcast with Chris Long, Super Bowl champion, uh, former Ram, former Patriot, former Eagle, defensive end, and they just had you know a nice good good old time. It was like a, a Joe Rogan, Pat McAfee, two couple guys just yucking it up, but really yeah. no mention of Steve Keim and the re- just how reckless he was at the end of his tenure as Cardinals GM. I have full confidence as we get into the, the breakdown of this podcast that he views himself as the gold standard GM for the Arizona Cardinals history. And you know what? In a sad way, he's probably right. He, he is, on paper, the winningest general manager in franchise history. But I think you can put a big, fat asterisk next to that and say, you hired Bruce Arians, you got lucky there, and he mm-hmm. carried you for much of the you know winning percentage that you do have. You went to the playoffs one time after Arians left. You went through two head coaches. And you had a slew of off-the-field issues that became bigger than just your persona on the field with the players. Right. And so um, I, I did not think we'd see Kime back in action, so to speak, this quickly. I mean, this is somebody that and we've had Josh Weinfuss of ESPN on the show dating back to when we covered Kime's absence during the season. And it was reported by he and Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, like Kime was not available for Michael Bidwell and the Cardinals during the right. season. To the point right. where, like, Cliff and everybody's like, where is Steve? Why isn't he around? So it leads you to believe you can connect the dots as to where you think Steve might have been. But it's like, oh, he wasn't available for the Cardinals during the season. You know, they subsequently, he they mutually parted ways or Steve Kime stepped away permanently. But now he's back and supposedly doing media hits. I'm going to tell you right now, Bull Brock, I don't, I don't think this is a one-off. I, I think we're going to see Steve Kime available 
to other media outlets as a consultant. I know he's got a very close relationship with Colin Coward of Fox Sports. Like, it would not surprise me if it's Mike Tannenbaum 2.0, but instead it's Steve Kime. Yeah, and admittedly so. He's got a great relationship with insider Jay Glazer over there at Fox yeah. as well. So that's how he's kind of found himself part of their coverage that Jody Ayler at Fox Sports 910 pointed out yesterday. He's going to be part of their draft coverage. Steve Kime is going to be an analyst on some media conglomerate's draft coverage. Steve Kime, you can go to gophnx.com, <laughs> and I have every single one of his draft picks ranked, and it was one of the thinnest lists you could possibly find. It's embarrassing, and he's going to be sitting there critiquing 32 GM's decisions when it comes to their draft picks in the first round. I just think that that's pretty ironic. But yes. this this like comeback to her, it's insulting. I, I really, I think if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan, you should be insulted that he thinks he can just like one day just resurface and just be like, hey, everybody, it's me, Steve Kime. Remember me? Remember all those good times? And he's all shucks in it. And he's, you know, he's talking candidly to, to Chris Long, who, you know, Chris Long's not a media member. He's a guy that played the game and he just tossed up some softballs for 50 minutes, softball after softball to Steve Kime. And I think the, as far as the answers and the conversation, it had to be just frustrating for Cardinals fans, man. I mean, he showed no remorse. He lacked any kind of like, he wasn't apologetic at all for the yeah. state that he left this franchise. He just Don't wasn't at all, Johnny. I mean, he, he was part of the problem, if not the main problem. And he's just like, aw shucks in it and waxing poetic about, you know, good times when we look at this, this organization there hasn't been any good times for far too long. Uh, so our buddy PFF Brad, Brad Spielberger, friend of the yeah. program, put out a quote tweet to your uh, a couple of your snippets from the podcast. We're going to get to the talk of the content of the podcast, but I have to bring this up. Go check it out. Uh, PFF underscore Brad. It's a great follow. Uh, they charted at PFF. This doesn't include 2020 and 2021. <laughs> linebackers in the first round. They, they have an, uh, a snippet, team draft success accounting for positional value, uh, meaning do you, do you draft positions that are dubbed valuable to wins? Cardinals are dead last. Now, uh, two of those seasons, 2011, 2012, Kime did not pick those players, but I would imagine, I mean, you got Patrick Peterson in the 2011. That's pretty good positional value, number one corner. But essentially, it just makes the point. Steve was the worst drafting general manager during his tenure. Like, you can make an argument for as many years as he got to run this franchise, easily the worst in the, I, I would say, the past two decades plus of a guy saying, you get this long of a leash and we're going to let you just do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, it, it's it's part of the reason where our argument was this is a good job because if you're Monty Austin for it, you've got job right. security. Steve Kime hired three coaches, right? He got three different coaches hired and then two fired and then one retired. It's it's pretty mind blowing, as was the podcast itself, Bo. You went through it brilliantly on your Twitter. I want to dive into some of these comments here. Um, let's first talk about uh, he made a comment uh, failing facility grades as it relates to the NFLPA. And I think he did this kind of to pat himself on the back. Like, look what I did. Right. Look how many things that I accomplished and how many games we won despite shit facilities. He had a comment saying. Uh, it's like when Rocky beat Drago in Drago in Rocky Four training in a cabin in Serbia. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what he compares to the Cardinals uh, team facility. So it's like 
you would expect with these comments, probably not on the best footing with Michael Bidwell. Right. He said they were functional. They were functional. It was it was like I think I said it in my tweet. It, it was like, you know, kids complaining to their dad, you know, they've got this old hazardous rusty bike that's, you know, that there is just a problem in every sense, but you know, you can still ride it around and yeah. he's like, "Oh, you know, it's it still rides, right? right. What's wrong? Yeah. What else do you need? You want a yeah. brand new bike? I got to go out and get you a brand new bike." It's like, "No, this is the NFL." It's it should functionality should be the base. It should be be above the baseline there. Right. I mean, it, it's just it it does. Yeah, that was that was one of those things. Like you just got you don't get it, right? You don't get it. That's part of the issue there. Uh, that you guys are just willing to take the bare minimum as is is sufficient, and it's not. This is the, this is the this is the top league in the universe as far as football goes, and you're gonna say up, oh, you know the. Uh, you, you can sleep on the futon. It's got holes and stains and stuff on it, bed bugs, but you could still lay your head down and maybe try to get a couple hours of sleep. It's 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 enough, right? It's functional. Yeah. It's like, but it's also a disaster too. It is. Uh, Arizona Animal, 10 years, one playoff win, right? That is correct. Now, yeah. again, I think it's important to preface this by saying Kime built credibility out because, number one, he'd been with the franchise since 99, 2000, but also, like, he had immediate success. Bruce Arians, and he won right away. And so the shine of Kime and his sweet bald head, it took a long time <laughs> for that to start to stank and deteriorate a little bit. Right. Had he gone, you know, 5 and 11, 5 and 11, then like 10 and 6, would have been different. They won 10 games that first year in 2013. They won 11 games the next year. They went to the playoffs. They would have won the division had Palmer not gone down. And then they went to the NFC title game. He subsequently rode those three years for the next seven years. Think about mm -hmm. that. Those after the NFC title game, you know, Tyron, you know, tears his ACL earlier that season, Palmer implodes, everything just goes downhill from there. And we wrote yeah. it out for seven years. Um, and just, you know, three playoff appearances that the cow or excuse me, the LA Rams lost a complete debacle yet. He got another extension, which is inexplicable. Um, and he talked about Kyler Murray in, in, you know, not that playoff game, but just his rationale, for drafting the player and where he thinks the player is going to go based on his rehab, Aaron 84 asked, would Kime draft Kyler again if he had the chance to do it all over again? I think Kime, his best move right now, and he did it on the show, is to talk up the players he drafted. And if mm -hmm. they don't succeed, it's because, well, they weren't in position, put in position by the franchise. Look, look at these facilities. No one could succeed here. So I, I think he does genuinely believe that, that Kyler Murray – can re rebound. Do you think he was saying, look at these facilities, back. no one can win here? Or do you think he was making excuses for the facilities? Because I felt like he was no. more making, he, he didn't understand that he should have been more of a proponent or somebody to, to make them upgrade the facilities, right? I, I got the sense that he was part of the brain trust or the decision makers, it's probably a better <clears throat> term, not the brain trust, because it would say like they were using brain power in some sure. of their decision making, but the decision yeah. makers, like as far as keeping it as the status quo and, and not improving on it as long as they didn't, um, I, I felt like he was content with it where he, he shouldn't have been, right? Um, but he was very complimentary of, of Kyler Murray. And in, in, as, you, as you pointed out, he was even very complimentary of Tyron Matthew, who's been very mm -hmm. critical of Steve Kime since he departed Arizona on, on kind of pretty rough terms after they decided to cut him before paying him. Uh, you know, some guaranteed money. 
and he was, you know, reportedly offered more to stay in Arizona and decided to bet on himself and, and take less in Houston. And then it went on to Kansas city and now new Orleans. So I, I just, yeah, it was, if you listen to the podcast without knowing any, any of the history of Steve Kime in the questions and answers that you heard between Chris Long and him and his co-host, you would have thought that Steve Kime was a wildly successful general manager. Well, of course, of course, all these guys, if you keep your job for 10 years in the NFL, a lot of people on the exterior are going to say, well, you did a lot of good things, but I think anybody who knows this franchise is the standard was so low and he had immediate success and he was buddies with the owner. It enabled him to keep his job way longer than he needed to. And I think the perfect time to reset the franchise was, you know, in 2019, you fire Steve Wilkes, so be it. You got to fire Steve Kime. But Michael Bidwell enabled him into several more polarizing decisions. Um, they got Kyler Murray in 2019. But outside of that, I mean, how many playmakers, impact makers in the draft have they acquired since that time? I'm going to go with zero. They have one mm. Pro Bowl player since 2019. And that's Kyler Murray, Pro Bowl player that they've drafted and developed. That's on Steve Kime. I mean, he, his draft... I know people are cynical to Monty Austin Ford. He hasn't done anything yet. They're slow playing this Hopkins thing and the trade down and whatever. You cannot be worse at drafting than Steve Kime. You cannot get worse than these uniforms. You cannot be worse than drafting <laughs> Steve Kime. So I, it, it, yeah. we've really hit rock bottom with a lot of this shit, Bo. Right. He did say, just as Monty Austin Ford told us a month ago at the Combine, that uh, you know the uniforms thing was above his pay grade. That was nothing that he had uh, his hands on. And then like to your point earlier about like how involved was he this year? Because he said uh, he, he liked the black uniforms and he said if, if they maybe could just add a black helmet. That tells they me did, that Steve, you were did. part of the organization when they did, it was this right. season. Where were you? Uh, I think we know where he was. Yeah. It wasn't working. Um, it's unfortunate, but again, it speaks to the toxicity that this franchise has enabled. I mean, like, you cannot convince me Terry McDonough is a rogue employee and you employed Steve Kime and let, let Steve Kime run wild for 10 years. I mean, it's it's a, unfortunately, I hate this term. It was a good old boys club where these guys were yeah. uh, drunk with power, could do whatever they wanted to do, didn't make decisions in the best interest of the people in that building and the players. I mean, how many ex-players, Tyron, and Patrick Peterson, there was an umpteenth amount of players that felt disrespected from Steve walking out the door. I mean, players leave franchises all the time. You don't hear them bash the franchise left and right. Like, it was an M.O. Like, you left the Cardinals, Steve Kime was a big reason why. He, he did not handle people well. So if that's what's happening with your premier players, like P2 and Tyron Matthew, and say what yeah. you want about Patrick Peterson, I don't discredit people who have hold ill will against P2. What do you think they're treating their day-to-day -day employees like? If that's how you treat your the elites... The guys right. who are making seven, eight figures, how how is Joe Blow making 60K in accounting being treated? Right. So that that would be very concerning to me. And, you know, he said he had the open door policy and anybody could come up and talk Yikes. to him in his office. Yikes. And But when it came down to actually making a decision on what their future is, you know, according to Patrick Peterson, he ghosted him, right? I yeah. mean, yeah. He, he didn't have any, any say, any conversation, no open door, no nothing. Um it, and, you know, it, it doesn't I don't think that this this Steve Kime and what's happened and transpired, you know, uh, vindicates Patrick Peterson and his pettiness over the last couple of years. But it, it does certainly shine a light on the main issue. And, and I don't think anybody disagreed with that. 
I thought, you know, the, the ricochet shots, you know, on Kyler Murray and, and the rest of the organization outside of Steve Kime were unnecessary with Peterson, but, you know, I gave insight on, on Kyler, the facilities, D hop and fits because both of them, I guess, kind of negotiated their own contracts and that was kind of tough. And then, you know, long had asked them, uh, you know, about trading DeAndre Hopkins and, and why it's taking so long. And and kind of said, you know, pretty much the, the contract is the biggest problem. It's the biggest issue or obstacle. It's like, well, you you're it's, the one yeah. that negotiated that contract. He's got he's he's got the thirty million dollar cap hit because you kept kind of like your old co-host Blake Murphy put it. Well, he's kicking the the salary cap can down the road, and you know finally you gotta you gotta pay on that. And he's he's got this huge huge uh, cap hit this season. He's thirty one. He's going to be thirty one. Kime said, "What is he thirty three? So he's way off on his age." And, and you know all the variables as far as you know he hasn't been available. He played half the games the last two seasons. So put it obviously in perspective that we've seen. And, and, you know, that he basically said that the Cardinals are going to have to really kind of take a loss on this one because of what, all those variables that are in play. It's like Champ Kime, why, Steve Kime, Champ Kime and Steve Kime. Why don't you stop talking for a while? Just like <laughs> Ron Burgundy said, I just need Steve to stop talking for a while. Sit this one out, Champ. Yeah, sit a couple plays out, Champ. Right. Uh, sit a couple plays out, Steve. I like this comment from Mike Mears. Dude lived the life. The organization took care of him and his issues. He wasn't around, never had any responsibilities, got paid out. That's true. He's getting paid out handsomely. And now he's just talking shit about the Cardinals. It's hilarious. We, we're in the Matrix. We absolutely are in the Matrix. You yeah. think about where this team was last year. Literally, it could not be more different. We're going to talk about just how different here in a little bit. Um, but I do love that, Steve, his, de- his details are horrendous. I mean, you wonder why he couldn't draft well, like attention to detail. He, you know, he's just that guy who puts on YouTube clips and is like, shit, man, we got to get him. We got, I don't care how it <laughs> translates. I don't care if my coach is like, did you see that guy? He's saying a YouTube clip. Great. He, where did he go to school? Oh, UMass. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Steve, I think we should pump the brakes here. Nope. Did you see what he did in the one game where he played a big 10 team or an ACC <laughs> team? I loved it. Fucking loved it. Get him, get him in the second cliff. Chris Long wanted to get in more of a, like a kind of a, a, a inside baseball type football talk with him he yeah. wanted to get into like this this breakdown like long was couldn't, like couldn't do you it. know did anything when you were scouting players did anything stand out to you uh you know i i always as a pass as a former pass rusher i like to look at the ankles i think the ankle bend is so important with pass rushers and then steve kime is like yeah you know what i always think you know cornerbacks have to be really fast that's there you go. That's that's he's like. Is he fast? Perfect. Let's let's draft this guy. He's got he's got a good forty. I mean, it is. is it, it's was is he the worst talent evaluator in modern NFL history? I think I think there's an argument to be made. That many first round picks and like the hit rate of ten percent. That I I don't recall a worse GM this poorly at, at drafting and developing. Yeah, because when you, when you talk about the the, the details, it, it's somebody that will say that. He even said that when he was talking about Kyler Murray is, is he's he's got to pay closer attention to the to the details, right? The smaller details, uh, and it's like him and Cliff, the previous regime, they'll say that because they know that's what they have to say. That's what f- football people say. 
but they don't understand what it means. And what I don't know much as far as Monty Awesome for it. We've only heard him talk really twice, right? His introductory press conference and what we heard at the Combine. But I know that Jonathan Gannon really does strike me as somebody that does understand the details of of coaching as far as running an organization because anytime he's he's asked a question he gives you an answer and then gives you insight on why he has that answer and as far as steve kime he has nothing beyond maybe the answer and if that's even something that he's he's saying that he didn't just pull out of his ass can i just say one thing and i don't think it's a point that gets brought up enough the more that the Cardinals implode and vomit all over themselves in the media with ex-executives and ex-coaches and Bidwell snafu, right? Everything embarrassing going on there. Like, I think it's a modern miracle that Kyler Murray has been as <laughs> successful as he's been. I'm being serious with yeah. all of this going on. Steve Kime was his GM. He had a fire Texas Tech under 500 head coach, right? He had a team that couldn't build through the draft overpaid you know expensive free agents the owner things aren't going well right now it's like kyler murray came here and had the best start of any franchise quarterback drafted and developed by this franchise and everybody's like kyler murray's the problem with the cardinals right. it's like are you out of your mind are you nuts is he perfect no but look around how other functioning organizations operate if you don't think kyler murray would have been successful in pittsburgh in baltimore guys just I know you can you can be anti Kyler Murray 100% to each their own come up with your own opinion but just look at the context this is the guy who was building the team around Kyler Murray yeah. Kyler Murray literally carrying this franchise until his injury it's unbelievable to me Yeah I, I mean I think Kyler he had a ceiling that he he could is he could take himself as far as he could take himself right but he needed other people yeah he just didn't have anybody that was setting him up with the tools for success as far as the people uh, that were that were put in place to to lead him and give him the tools they failed him horrendously and you know it's going to be really fascinating to see what he does with you know what we feel with the early returns as far as Monty and, and Gannon and, and Drew Petzing and, and everybody that's been hired uh, in more hires that we'll talk about later. Uh, you know, how he'll do with, with, with that going forward. I'll never forget, shameless plug, we had a, Aeneas Williams on this show uh, during our first year, and it was to honor Frank Sanders, and Aeneas talked glowingly about Kyler Murray, and that that was the difference between the franchise now and the franchise that he had left in the mid to late 90s. And ex-players with this franchise, seeing how they've operated, they know how special Kyler Murray is mm -hmm. and he can be, he can have his faults. He's got faults. He's got things to work on, but man, oh man. Like I, I still think if, if you're trying to salvage that relationship and get excited about Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, like this kind of stuff depresses you, but it should excite you because it's like, they got some real grownups in the building. Now external people that can help your young quarterback. And that, that makes me excited. I'm also excited about this $5 super chat RV Davey. Thank you so much for supporting the channel in that way. Our one year to get a high draft pick new uniforms and we're out on everything. Why? What does that mean? We're, we're in on everything. We're in mm -hmm. on the uniforms. And I listen, I've seen this a lot, Bo, and we, I, you know, we emphasized this yesterday, like Cardinals aren't losing the third overall pick guys. They're not getting it taken away for whatever's going on with Michael Bidwell. That's not happening. They're getting their pick. They're getting their picks in three weeks from now. The NFL draft is three weeks from today. Mm -hmm. We're going to be at four peaks hanging out. They're making their pick. That's not, it's not being taken away. And the uniforms are coming. Yeah. The, the uniforms, 
think you might have misunderstood what I was saying about Steve Kimes' comments on the uniforms. They were they were asking about that on the podcast, and he said that was always above his pay grade. It just never happened under gotcha. his, during his tenure. And gotcha. then, you know, Monty Ford echoed that because he's the general manager. He That's not part of his job responsibility. But it's, it's conf- the reports are basically confirmed at this point that the Arizona Cardinals are getting new uniforms. It's just your general manager doesn't have a hand in that. So, yeah, new unis and uh, still holding on to the third overall draft pick. And if they stick and pick now, you know, is it a guy like Will Anderson Jr.? Uh, is it is it do they trade down or do they they select one of these other prospects? But you know, after today, it it has to make you think your luck. Thank your lucky stars that good old Stevie Boy is not the one making the decision for the Cardinals this time around. Thank the good football gods above, not only for that, but for our friends at Bet MGM Sportsbook. I don't know if you guys are familiar or not. This fall, we're going to be spending every single football Sunday at the Bet MGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium at the lawn. So if you're on the surface, like, I don't know if I want to come out this fall. Support the Cardinals. Be at State Farm Stadium. Think again, because Bo and I, your boys, will be there every single Sunday. Home and away. Watch alongs, drink specials, whatever you want. Do it with us at BetMGM Sportsbook. We will will this team into victory. I promise you that. And if you haven't signed up, friends, with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code PHNX. Get this. You're going to get up to 200 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Super simple. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using bonus code PHNX, all you've got to do, place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least 10 bones, 10 bucks on any market at standard odds price. So Suns are going to beat the holy shit out of uh, our <laughs> friends in Denver, in Phoenix tonight. Take a 10 stop, put it on the game, get this. You don't even have to win the game. Regardless of the outcome, you're going to receive 200 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Just make sure, friends, you're using that bonus code PHNX when you sign up and now. You get to listen to my degenerate gambling co-host, Shane Diefenbach, <laughs> talk about it in the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Three weeks from right now, we're going to be broadcasting live from Tempe at Four Peaks Brewery. Cannot wait for you to join us out there, and that's absolutely what you have to do. You got plans. Break them right now. Join Johnny, myself, producer Emma. I'm just gonna, sure it's going to be out there. The entire PHNX Sports crew. We're going to be hanging out, celebrating the Arizona Cardinals, potentially making the pick at three, or if they trade it down, do they have multiple first-round picks? Whatever it's going to be, we're going to be there bringing that coverage to you, drinking delicious beers, all of the Four Peaks delicious beers that they have on tap there, the Full Slate, the Flagship, the Kilt Lifter. How about the number one wheat beer in Arizona? Wow, wheat, all the IPAs, all the bourbon barrel stuff. You don't want to miss out on it. They're going to have food specials as well, Johnny. They're going to have uh, – you can get those chicken rolls. You can get the garlic cheese beer bread. You can get yourself the uh, I might sample beef beer the bread. whole menu while we're there for draft. You should. Party. You should. I might you do need it. to branch out because the PHNX crew, I love them. All they do is get the chicken tendies. Yeah, I wish that they had maybe more of a developed palate than an eight year old. But look, the, chin, <laughs> the chicken tendies, they go hard. I, I can't disagree on that. I completely agree. 
Uh, you got to check them out for yourself. Check out all the great food. Check out all the great beer in the meantime. But you have to make the appointment to hang out with us on April 27th. Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe. Check out their events calendar as well. I know our good friends over the Coyotes, they're having their season wrap-up show next week as well at Four Peaks. So check everything out, fourpeaks.com slash events. Got to be 21 years or older enjoying the beer, but you don't have to be 21 to enjoy the great vibes over at Four Peaks. Check them out and enjoy. Check us out. You can get a sign-up sheet, getting a headcount RSVP yeah. for the event. Bo and I's Twitter at Johnny Venerable at Bo Brock at PHNX underscore Cardinals. Sign up now um, because we want to know if you're coming out so we can party with you. Uh, KR Gordon, oh wait, I want to party with you with this $1.99 super chat. Uh, you know, to each their own. Don't care about unis. Those don't win games. 100% right. But we want to be able to rock some threads. If you buy jerseys, if you buy game gear, whatever your aesthetic is, we want it to go hard. And the current unis, they aren't great. You know, I, I think we're franchises. It's a clean slate all around. Like, did Michael Bidwell plan it this way? No. In a perfect world, I think he'd still like Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime to be running the show. That was the plan. Mm -hmm. But it's worked out in his benefit. New GM, new assistant GM, new head coach, new uniforms. Clean slate. You got new players coming in the draft. It's the perfect time to rip the It's a new era of Cardinal football. And so the representation of that should be different. Um, that doesn't mean they're going to win 10 games next year or two games, but I, I think the majority of fans would, would appreciate a, a uniform that was aesthetically pleasing, visually pleasing compared to what they trot out now. I, I mean, like if you're the kind of person that wears the same clothes for 20 years, kudos on you, but you got, you got to switch it up. You got to take the credit card out to the local mall. Wait, where's some malls here in the Valley? Go out to the mall and, and do some shopping, do some online yeah. shopping. And and get some new threads. You got a you got a little spring spring cleaning. Yeah, it always gives you a little spring in your step. You look a yeah. little taller when you got a new fit on. You you got a fresh drip, as the kids say, right? Yeah, yeah. Why not? It's been long overdue. Emma is disgusted by me saying that, but no. I mean, it, it's long overdue. <laughs> We're cool, Emma. We're hip. Nearly two decades. They've been wearing the same ugly piping uniforms They're for so I would say what eighteen years too long. Maybe one year in that during the time. It was acceptable. But other than that, it's been unacceptable. It's, it's, been a, brutal. it's the chimera. It's the chimera. Yeah. And we're moving off of that. We're yeah. moving off of it. People are asking, uh, KR Gordon asking back in the super chat. Thank you again. $1.99. Okay, I'll be there. Beers on you first round. Yeah, you keep on filling up the super chat. Yeah, I'll take that money, turn around, buy you a couple beers. Absolutely. Uh, I think I already committed to a second round yesterday. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're going to buy some beers where we're out there. Uh, I don't know if anybody's going to be chugging beers this time around. That, okay, that went bro. horribly wrong last time. Wait but in a minute, I have to broadcast for five hours. <laughs> I want to be coherent. Uh, K.R. Gordon says, I meant, okay, Johnny, haha, shaking my head. Listen, we appreciate the super chat. Nonetheless, yeah. I'm there to do a job. I got two things I got to do. Mm -hmm. I got to talk Cardinal ball and I got to hang with our people. That's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Check and check. Easy. That's right. It's gonna be a great night. Um, yeah. Speaking of of people's people, uh, John and Gannon Monty Austin for bringing in their people, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we've kind of teased this for about a month or six weeks or so, but firings, restructuring, reassignments—they've gone on with the Cardinals behind the scenes. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, John and Gannon had to have conversations with a lot of people, tough conversations outside of just the 53 man roster and the coaching staff. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Gannon remade the training staff. 
he made remade the, the strength and conditioning program and the and the people that are involved there. And so it came out today. The Cardinals have I've, I've seen a lot of people say promote it. That's inaccurate. They've reassigned Buddy Morris. He's been reassigned. It's not a promotion. They have hired their own external uh, strength and conditioning coach, Bo. Evan Marcus is the new head of strength and conditioning for the Arizona Cardinals. He's been with the Browns since 2016. Um, and um, he was actually the assistant strength and conditioning coach at ASU, which is fun, back in the early 90s. But he's got relationships with a lot of, with a lot of people, uh, so much so that I've got this source that uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek, the uh, owner of the Browns kind of called up some folks with the Cardinals and were like, hey, man, quit stealing all of our people. At <laughs> Petsing, you're taking one of our better strength and conditioning coaches. Like these are these are some folks that super high on. They are well thought of throughout the NFL. This has been in the works for some time. And I know a lot of people are like, well, Buddy Morris, he's a huge asset. He rated well in the NFL PA. It's okay to say good people sometimes yeah. get moved around when they're not the direct hire of the new people. Right. We use it all the time. But what was the situation? And when Bruce Aarons took over the team, he had a defensive coordinator in Ray Horton that did a nice job. Just wasn't who we wanted. He wanted right. somebody else. Somebody else. Yeah. You're not to be pretty good in Todd Bowles. Yeah. I mean, that's why anytime you see, you know, changes in regime, whether it's, you know, in the front office or in the coaching staff or that the head coaching position, it always comes with a, a ton of change because people prefer to work with their people. And, you yeah. know, it's unfortunate for the incumbents. Right. But, you know, Jonathan Gannon, I think you, you don't think of him uh, as much as Cliff Kingsbury is being physically fit because Cliff, you know, there's Instagram pictures out there where he's got the 18 pack and he's got all the beach muscles and he, he got into the gym at three 30 in the morning. And you think yep. Cliff, he's just the, he, he is the guy when you think of health and, and nutrition and fitness, but you know, Jonathan Gannon's thinking about it, how it applies to, his, his team. And, and he's a guy that likes to stay physically fit and he takes it seriously. And, you know, Howard Balzer act, asked him about, you know, all the injuries from last season. And he, and Gannon was on a coaching staff with a really healthy, one of the most healthy teams in the league in Philadelphia. And that translates like having your starters in place and being able to make it throughout a season relatively healthy. Uh, the healthiest teams usually are some of the most successful teams in the NFL. So, that's a big part of this. So if Jonathan Gannon didn't have the full confidence that he was going to be able to have that and that he can kind of have some synergy between him and that department and it's going to work with what he and the coaching staff are going to do, then he needed to make a change. So yeah. it's not a knock on Buddy Morris. J.J. Watt will probably tell you right now Buddy Morris was instrumental in getting him back to where he was to be able to finish his career at his age with 12 and a half sacks and playing at the level that he wanted to play. So, you know, Buddy Mer Morris, you know, he was what the uh, st uh, strength and conditioning coach of the year in 2021. And then they had this brutal campaign the next season. And then there's been a change as far as the regime and they, they wanted to move forward. They get Evan Marcus and, you know, he comes over, he's your new head and strength and conditioning coach. And if you, I, I wish I had provided a picture because he looks like a guy that's going to get you strong he looks like one of the the old uh, strongman competition yeah. guys. He looks like his name's Magnus von Magnuson. Out well, he he just looks too. like a big dude. He could, he's throwing kegs around or something. So, look, if if Gannon has confidence in him and he's the guy that he wants to head up that department, then you just got to believe that that's the right move. Eagles were one of the healthiest teams in the NFL last year. Uh, he's seen it done firsthand the right way. You know, and there, I, I don't that came off wrong. Not the right way to keep players healthy, but a very specific way on how he wants to condition his team. 
Now the Eagles had a ton of depth and they went, you know, two or three guys deep at every position on defense. But I mean, Gannon is masterful interchanging players and not being overly dependent on guys. And that Eagle team never got out hustled. I mean, like, yeah, they caved in the second half to Patrick Mahomes, who might end up being top three to five quarterback of all time. They also allowed 14 points total in the in the NFC playoff picture. Um, so I I'm all for it. Tie your own people. I don't care. Who am I to say? Like I, it's unfortunate for Buddy Morris if he wants to still be the strength and conditioning coach, but uh, he's still employed with the Cardinals. We'll see what his new role is. I want these external people to do what they need, think they need to, that needs to be done for this team to get back on track. I think again. Anything status quo with the card Cardinals aren't good at anything at all enough to say, well, we're just going to keep it as is. Yeah. No, you're, you're stripping it down. And sometimes that means that some things that we're comfortable with that may have rated well, or people have good things to say. It's just, it doesn't fit the vision. That's okay. What's not okay is Cliff Kingsbury. Come on board. Don't worry about it. You don't need to hire a staff. I'll take care of that. We're going to keep the same GM, right? We're going to have minimal, minimal contacts around the NFL. We're going to do things like we've already always done. It's the Cardinal way, right? I don't want to do things the Cardinal way anymore. I don't want, mm. you know, how many times do we have to hear promoted from within, promoted from within? No, I want external people. I think that's what's so exciting about this and that, you know, this is full control for Gannon and Austin Ford. This was an Austin Ford and Gannon decision. Gannon said, if you want me to be your head coach, I have to take over the off-season program, strength and conditioning. Gannon is a health nut. They will revamp that sorry-ass food program that the Cardinals have. I'm told that's already underway. That'll be fixed by this summer. So yeah. this is this is low-hanging fruit. A lot of franchises do it, you know, and you don't even have to brag about it, right? You're just checking a box. That's not our Cardinals. They've got to be reintroduced to modern NFL living and how you operate with today's players. And I think they've got two really good ambassadors. Somebody from New England and Philadelphia, two of the most high-level operating franchises you can think of. Yeah, yeah, ab absolutely. It's like, oh, you want me to get your car back on the road? Well, give me the keys, right? Right. Uh, so that's what they're doing. We've got a picture here of the new strength and conditioning. Uh, look at this guy. This guy looks like he eats just nails for breakfast. <laughs> This guy looks like he's going to get you in the weight room and he's going to kick your ass. You're going to just be banging, clanging around some iron and you're going to be getting ready for the season and you're not going to be out with a like, with a little calf strain. Do you think what this are, guy cares if your calf strained? What are some uh, weight room mannerisms? It's like, lock it up, lock it up when you're, when you're bench pressing. Lock those yeah. elbows up all the way down, all the way down. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. Talking about the bar. Yeah, he's, uh, he's 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 critiquing your form too. He's yeah. just getting in you. He's like, "Come on, one more rep, one more Don't rep. Cheat. You got this." Yeah, Don't cheat, Johnny, this guy all is the way just down. yelling in your face. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. motivated. This guy has me motivated right now. I'm ready to yeah, get I, my ass back in shape because right. of Evan Evan Marcus. Come to the draft party, Evan. Slap us around a little bit. I'm into it. All right, I'm into these comments too. Uh, is that Steve Kimes' brother? Steve Kimes, our new strength. What if it was just Steve Kimes, but they rebranded him? As I don't know what rhymes with Steve Time, uh, Mark Slime, and they just say this is, and he's just wearing glasses, and it's just like he's gotten himself in really good shape, and they just put him off as the new <laughs> strength and conditioning coach. Um, I appreciate that, Chris. It's not 225 easy, it's 225 with my back arch with terrible form, but I'm trying, I'm trying to get trying to get back into the game. Uh, Jean Paul Edwards, because Stone Cold said so. I would like to see this guy, Stone Cold, a couple of Four Peaks beer in the facility. Uh, before they demolish it, build a new one. They should do that. Um, all right. Well, to each their own. Gannon's picking. 
Monty's picking their peeps. You think, he loves if you think if that guy believes the weight room floor needs to be renovated, that that somebody's going to balk at doing that? If, he might if just Evan start Martin... ripping it up himself. He might just bite with his bare hands, start ripping up the floorboards. <laughs> Who's in there at 4 a.m.? Oh, it's oh, it's just Evan. He's just ripping shit up. He's getting it ready. He's saving Let, us a let's couple bucks. Let's put that picture back up. Demolition. Hey, uh, Michael. <laughs> the weight room floor is is a hazard. Uh, no, I think it's, it's functional. No, you're not going to tell that guy it's functional. Rip it up right away. Yeah, right away. He's gonna he's gonna rip it off. He's gonna rip a floorboard off and take a bite out of it. I love it. I also love this super chat. Our guy Kr Gordon with like four super chats. So thank you so much, Kr. Dollar ninety nine. Just RSVP for draft night, which is free. Doesn't cost you a super chat, but you get a virtual hug from me and Bull Brock. We can't wait to party with you, Kr Gordon. It's gonna be so much fun. When you guys come out, because we got to know you in this virtual space, but just to put a face to the name and get, be able to hang with you guys, guys and gals, the night of uh, the NFL draft, I literally cannot wait for it to happen. Arizona Animal Bowl was right. He looks like Magnus, laugh out loud, and I'm impressed with his world's strongest man knowledge. How about that? Some How late night it? on ESPN watching or ESPN2 back in the day. Floor gone. Floor bad. Floor gone. We left. <laughs> Hulk says we we remove floor, we get new plates. Uh yeah, I it's great. Love to see it. He's uh, out there peeps. lifting the bleachers on the pra practice field <laughs> if the weight room's not up to snuff. Uh I'll tell you what is up to snuff. You talk about a pristine operation. Our friends at Circle K, of course. That's where I was going with that. We're so excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. We may have may not have just had an off the chart, you know, photo sesh. You know, we got some good stuff planned with Circle K. But uh, the best stuff is what they got going on every day. Their premier uh, operations, best coffee, best beer, best snack selection, premium gas. At, get this, not a premium price. Got a ton of different perks that you can sign up for. Just save your money. If you're into that kind of thing in today's economical climate, uh, Circle K, clean, safe establishment, stock up, MLB action. You want to load up before Diamondbacks action? Ice coffees, 12 packs of beer, Red Bulls, Monster Energy drinks, whatever you want to do, make sure you're doing it with our friends at Circle K. Don't miss out on all the great stuff they've got going on. And again, you don't want to be out in the middle of nowhere stuck pumping gas from a mom and pop store. You may not end up leaving, right? Instead, you want to hang out at Circle K, convenience at a convenient price. Check out CircleK.com slash store locator, CircleK.com slash store locator to find a nearest Circle K toward you i can't count how many times like i'm fairly new to the valley and i'm out driving around and it's just desert forever and you see those yeah. signs like no gas for the next 250 miles i'm like oh no am i gonna make it don't be that schmuck like me have the circle k app find circlek.com store locator get safe convenient amenities gas whatever you need so you're ready to load up with you and your fam I got a Circle K right at the corner by my house. I go fill up there. I got one right down the street from the Cardinals facility. I get my coffee. I get my Polar Pop. Headed to see the in-laws on the west side of the state. Oh. Uh, driving by Johnny out in Maricopa, but in Gila Bend, there's a Circle K. I always have to hit it up. I load up on snacks. Yeah. Get the gas tank topped off. Always great for a Circle K break. Always great for a OG's break. We love our friends over at OG's Brands, of course. Arizona's favorite cannabis kitchen. They've got the cannabis experience that you're looking for, tailored to what you're looking for. You're looking for a good time. You're looking for a relaxing time. You're looking for a fun time. You're looking for a time to get to sleep and stay asleep. They got something for everyone. And now we got a t-shirt that is 
equally as cool is OG's gummies. It's our OG's branded PHNXT. Look Woo! at this beauty. Get the exclusive PHNX OG's collab only available at the OG's tent. That's going to be April 14th at Bud's Palooza. You don't want to miss out on this. It's presented by True Leave and Harvest. The vibes are immaculate, according to it. And there's Phoenix. He loves his OG's gummies. I wonder what Phoenix's favorite preferred gummy is. Is, is he an indica, a sativa? Does he like maybe the tropical flavors, orange yeah. creamsicle? Emma, you think you might yeah. be an expert on this. So I I think that he is a tropical. Tropical's a sativa. Okay. So I, I he gives off tropical sativa vibes for sure. I get those vibes as well from, from Phoenix. But if you're not, if you like blackberries and cream, if you like the new strawberries and cream, They've got it for you. That's the happy balance one. It's on the shelves of your local dispensary. You got to check them out. You got to be 21 years or older, but make sure to check out their full product line, ogsbrands.com. That's ogsbrands.com. And check them out on all your socials as well, but also check out uh, the event going down where you can get yourself that OG's PHNX t-shirt for yourself. Fellow uh, small person, Pete Prisco, uh, I say that as a fellow five, six or below man, <laughs> and I've stood next to Pete Prisco, he is small like me, yeah. uh, put out a tweet that is getting a lot of traction and it's worth looking at if you're a Cardinal fan. Pete has strong opinions. He sticks by them, but he also watches a shit ton of tape. Um, and he's of the mindset that Will Anderson, although good, is not elite. Uh, this is from Pete Prisco on the Twitter streets. Rewatch Tennessee, Alabama. Tremendous game from last year. Darnell Wright, which is the phenomenal tackle for uh, Tennessee, abused, quote, abused Will Anderson in that game. Anderson made some plays in the run game with his quickness, but Wright dominated him in pass protection. Now, there's a lot to this tweet. Doesn't say Will Anderson's a bust. He's not worthy of the third overall pick. But I do remember watching that game. And Tennessee did whatever the fuck they wanted to on offense. <laughs> it was a masterful performance. Hedden Hooker was fantastic. Yeah. Tennessee, thought, I mean, Tennessee looked like they were headed to the Final Four, to the national championship game. And then injuries took over and, and they fell apart. Their defense was terrible. But I, I think it, I think it's worth talking about because Will Anderson Jr., his sophomore season, was much better than his junior season. Mm -hmm. Teams were keying in on him. I, I do feel like we're, as we get closer to the draft – you have information. I'm not ready to talk myself out of Will Anderson Jr., but I think it is fair to say he is not in the generational blue chip prospect group that I think we thought he was in January. Is that fair? Uh, or even in, in August, right? I think yeah. people, you know, I, that was when the, the hype was real. He was a Heisman candidate or preseason guy. Um, and, and then you saw him kind of come back down to earth after such a spectacular previous campaign. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, people kind of take this, especially the, during this season, the th we're three weeks from the draft, right? Three weeks from today. And you can you get paralysis by over analysis? Sure. But I think people get lost in it where you're saying they feel like it's an indictment on a prospect like Will Anderson Jr. by saying he's not generational. And I don't mm -hmm. think that that's fair because Will Anderson is the best defensive prospect in this draft, right? Yeah. Because the 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 guy that was the best defensive prospect in this draft kind of took himself off some boards because of some off the field issues. So Will Anderson Jr. is going to be a solid NFL player, if not you know above average, a great or, one, or really really good, right? Yeah. But nobody's saying hey he's going to be Nick Bosa or, or they they think that he's just going to be a, a solid player. He's obviously going to be an impact maker. I think he can be plug and play uh, positionally. Does he match what the Cardinals want to do? 
uh, probably not what they want to do as far as their base goes. Um, so I I think that it's, it just gets a little tough. I mean, he's, he's still the best player defensively in the draft right now, but does adding one Will Anderson help, you know, jumpstart a a rebuild where you could trade out of where you would be in a prime position to select him? Uh, and, and maybe you trade down and you take another player that's just a cut below, uh, the type of prospect caliber of prospect Will Anderson is. Well, and that's Arisa's question plays hand in hand with Bo's point. If not Will Anderson at three, then who? No one. Right. You trade down. And that's the Vegas odds right now. You know, Bet MGM Sportsbook has it. Will Anderson, you can't, it's like plus 300, plus 400 to go third overall because yeah. Vegas is telling you the Cardinals are going to trade down. It just, it, I think this conversation would be much more interesting if there wasn't a quarterback that teams wanted to trade up for. Because then it's really like, okay, if it's not Will Anderson at three, who are the Cardinals going to take? Right. Because Will Anderson, I do think that he's an 8-12 to 12 sack guy every year. But you take somebody third overall, and they're the first non-quarterback of the class, they need to be a top-five pass rusher at some point during their career. They need to be in that category. Ideally, right? Maybe it's a horrific class, you all know. But, I mean, Jeff Okuda once upon a time went third overall. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like, I I... I can't get up in arms about this anymore because I feel like in a weird way, it makes me feel better about what I've heard about the Cardinals. We sat on radio row and at the NFL combine and had people tell us the Cardinals like Will Anderson. They don't love him. They're not fixated in him and they want to trade down. And I, Bo and I were sitting there together and our immediate reactions, God, that's, that's a typical Cardinal move. They're not mm-hmm. taking the best player. They're going to miss on this guy because they're, they're greedy and they want more picks. And it's like, Everybody right now, the overwhelming consensus from people in the know, people who are connected to this league is your best course of action for the Cardinals in their situation is to trade down. You need more picks. You need to be able to get more players because this roster is not good enough. And an 8-12 to 12 sack guy isn't going to fix that, right? So right. I, I think this reaffirms what the Cardinals thought way back in late February, early March. We love Will Anderson. We'd love him on our team, but he's not so much of our, our meal ticket that we're going to pass on all these picks. They're going to get a bunch of picks to trade down, whether it's tonight, tomorrow, the Thursday, April 27, three weeks from today, somebody's coming up to pick three and the Cardinals are going to benefit from that. And it's going to cost them likely, likely Will Anderson. But I think they, they've they come to grips with that. They're not losing sleep over it. Yeah, I mean, it's not you, to knock Will. Right. If, you, if you're able to parlay the ability to pick Will Anderson from one solid player to two or one and a half solid players. I mean, that's something that's more beneficial to a Cardinals team that's lacking solid players across the, the roster. It, it's just that's that's the the harsh reality of this. It's like Will Anderson could, could do some very good things for the Cardinals, but like they're not a Will Anderson away. They're, they're no. you know, several defensive line players. The front seven is so weak right now. Uh, that that they could benefit from from getting multiple players that uh, are just NFL caliber players. But if, if you can get, uh, a, you know, if you go from one premium position, doesn't mean there's not another premium position where there's going to be another top prospect that you could get if you trade down. Like say, you know, you you trade down the seven because the Raiders happen to be a trendy pick to to want to move up and get a quarterback. They've talked to most of the quarterbacks and done their homework on these on the guys in this draft. If you can, if you trade down the seven, you're in that range for a Christian Gonzalez, Devin Witherspoon, 
cornerback. Cornerback is a very premium position in the NFL right now. If you could get that and then come back in a very deep edge class and, you know, if you got another first round pick, I don't know if that that's reality. It seems like that's far fetched at this point. But if you get another second round pick and you can find more of a like more geared towards a four three base defensive end, I think you might be better off with that. LVL seven. We are Jalen Carter away I, from what I, I don't this, this team needs literally everything. Now, they're not terrible at every position, but Jalen Carter and again, if you're putting all the off-the-field stuff, which is immense, over to the side and you're trying to compartmentalize, I mean, I also would have concerns about like Jalen Carter being being overly dependent on Jalen Carter. It's like he's clearly your best defensive lineman. You don't have anybody else. I think it doesn't do a lot for you in the short term. What what does is you're you're thinking long term in, in right. a weird way. And so I I I think fans of this team understand that. You can love Will Anderson and want him to be a Cardinal and also understand that the best thing for this franchise is to add as many high-end draft picks as possible. And you might get a Will Anderson-esque prospect next year if you don't get one this year because you might have two ones next year, mm -hmm. right, if you're not giving them up to Roger Goodell. So I, I think that it would be much more difficult, number one, if Anderson was Nick Bosa 2.0, and number two, there wasn't a quarterback that teams wanted to come up for, but this, this decision is being made easier every day for the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's two things that the Cardinals need to shy away from it. And it's, it's pick picking based on need and it's forcing a pick. Like they have to get away from, from both of those things and, and bring in, like if they trade down, bring in the best quality player that they can at that point. And, you know, I think it's just unfortunate the Carter situation because he he does explode off the tape, and uh, you know I, that's another one of the things that Steve Kime was asked about today. It's like, do you take a guy like that off your board? And you got some insight on how he made some decisions. He talked about you know the bust of of Robert Kimdichi, but it, it, like you found out why that was because he said he leaned on guys like he would go talk to Kirby Smart. It's like I don't know if I necessarily like I know Kirby Smart knows. Jalen Carter really well, but Kirby smart still has a lot of skin in the game and getting his players drafted the highest percent possible. So That's like, you're not going man. to get an unbiased uh, take on his players. So I, I, I agree with Kaim a lot on that one. So uh, I, I think that he's, it's just as simple, especially when you look at all the variables surrounding this Cardinals organization. And, and I know our, our chat goes off on it like every other day about Carter and how polarizing a prospect he is and, it's it's just the Cardinals just don't have the luxury taking the uh, taking a, a swing at a very risky prospect with uh, with not one but several red flags off the field. Yeah, uh, I think you just go if you haven't checked it out. Our mock draft yesterday, we got you know one and a two from Tennessee next year on top of their two this year, and everybody was still kind of up in arms like we well, didn't address this, you didn't do enough here, and we traded down for three more premium picks. It's just like you can't fill it all. And it certainly if you take Will Anderson or somebody at three, I mean, it's a long time to be waiting until 34 and then waiting again until the third round. This team, they need to be able to hedge their bet on a bunch of different lottery tickets, high performing lottery tickets with huge conversion rates. Mm -hmm. And that only comes with with an influx of draft capital. I, I, you have seen teams give you the template on how to do this. It's the teams that trade away either aging quarterbacks and they get a bunch or they trade down in the draft as much as I hate the Seahawks and they're very well coached. 
by in my opinion, a Hall of Fame head coach. They got a bunch of picks and it's kickstarted their rebuild and it took about 18 months to do. Cardinals have a template. Can they follow it? You're going to follow us at gophnx.com. Use the promo code Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D. Howard's got a banger of an article. It is for free right now on the Cardinals' lack of judgment when it came to clapping back at their ex-VP, uh, Terry McDonough. Check that out. I would encourage you. Read Howard's work. Does a phenomenal job, as do our many talented peers at gophnx.com. Become a diehard, 20% off future merch, free hat and or t-shirt. Every year you're a diehard. Hang out with us in the exclusive member Discord we're having a blast to go phnx.com uh, and uh, yeah, encourage you to sign up today. It's a busy night, local sports wise. Of course, you're going to want to keep it locked in here on phnx sports YouTube channel. We've got the Coyotes, the Suns, the D-backs all in action tonight. I'm going to be, I'm going to have multiple screens up, but I'm also going to be locked into the Fubo TV watching Good. all those great, great uh, sporting events going down. And, you know, it's got 140-plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. I love the premium movie channels as well, Johnny. I've been dabbling as far as those go. But as far as a sports fan goes, it doesn't get any better than Fubo TV, especially local sports. You can't get better than what's going on with Fubo. You can stream live TV from any device. Watch all Arizona sports for the lowest price. Just start watching immediately. They got a seven-day trial going on right now. No contract, no cable, no hassle. It's a great deal. Just sign up, start watching. $1,000 cloud DVR included, no extra charge. Watch local teams while on the road. If you're somebody that travels for work or you're out of town quite a bit, you can still check out your local teams on any of your devices. The uh, Going on, you've got, you know, as I mentioned, D-backs season just started. They're 3-3. Three and three. You got the Suns. They're on fire. And you got the Coyotes season wrapping up. You got to check out Valley Sports on the Fubo TV app. Use the link in the description. Sign up for 15% off your first month with Fubo Pro. Check them out. Thanks to our friends over at Fubo TV. Can't wait to do that. Can't wait for a great night of sports tonight. It's it's very funny. We've been waiting for this Hopkins trade, right? Yeah. We've been waiting for the jersey announcement. I, I feel like and maybe other people disagree. We've been waiting for signings from this team. I feel like the draft is like snuck up on me. Like we've got three weeks from today, we're going to be at Four Peaks in Tempe breaking down the first round of the NFL draft and the Arizona Cardinals, hopefully flurry of moves. It is so, so bizarre that we're going to get an influx of storylines with this team that should have stretched over, let's be fair, about six weeks. We could conceivably get it in about seven to 10 days. I'm excited for it. I hope you guys are excited for it because the, the landscape, it feels like the Cardinals after they hired Jonathan Gannon, everybody just kind of took a breath, right? They made mm -hmm. some small moves here and there. Buckle up, as JG would say, because things are about to they're about to kick it into overdrive. And this team is about to change, in my opinion, for the better. Yeah, you're going to start to see some talented players that I think you should expect to see a lot come next fall where you couldn't kind of rely on the, the old team to do that. Right. You yeah. get players and you get excited about them and then they'd be inactive or you wouldn't see them on game day and, and they wouldn't see significant snaps. And hopefully, especially when they're rebuilding. Uh, and, and you've got this roster littered with a bunch of one- and two-year vets that sign pretty much vet minimum deals, uh, you, you should expect to see a lot of young players. So uh, did you see this trade? I just wanted to get into this real quick. I think okay. our guy, the GM Saul Bookman, called attention to it. But uh, the, the Raiders getting in on – they want to get in on both D-Hop 
and the third overall pick. And I ran down the source of that, and that it was just speculation. Just it somebody throwing it together. Okay, so yeah. should I just trash it? Just crumple it up, throw it. To you the know, floor? a couple of people sent it to me. It's from that ac- account that's garbage called NFL Rums Rumors. Oh, and, that's where it's from. Okay, I saw well, but they pulled it. they they pulled it from somebody else's site, basically saying, "What if?" Because mm-hmm. Hopkins was initially linked to the Raiders that they put in Hopkins for the seventh pick. I don't know. It's just I don't I don't put any validity to it. Okay. I put validity to this though. Little Dreezy, thirteen dollar ninety nine super chat. Anderson is going to destroy us for years, assuming that he goes to Seattle. Let's just wait and see. Let's let's give JG and company a chance to field the team, and then we'll be critical. But I, I, obviously, Will Anderson is somebody that offensive coordinators are going to have to be mindful of, and, and right. opposing quarterbacks are going to have to know where he is on any given play. But right. is he going to be a game wrecker? Is he going to be a guy that's going to just just ruin uh, game game plans? I you know I think that he has the ability to do that, but is he going to be able to consistently do it at the NFL level? You know, it's six four two fifty. You know, it, it's really gonna depend on. I, I just don't know. I, I think that he's gonna be a really good player, but is he gonna be the guy? He, no, nobody is willing to say he's generational and a can't miss guy. So, I, I, you know, I think he just becomes another solid player in the NFC West. And, it, and it's they're gonna this regardless if you give him Will Anderson, the Seahawks are gonna get somebody good at five. Right. So just prepare you yourself for it. You can't just, draft based on what you think the Seahawks are going to do. You got to right. draft with what's best with the. I mean, the Cardinals—they've waited. Their, their best course of action is to add more picks. They believe that. They believe that for two months. This is not Kime looking at Kyler Murray YouTube clips in late March saying, "Yeah, we should probably take Kyler Murray." <laughs> he said they he haven't been, even seen Jalen Carter's tape yet. Really, that isn't that crazy? About right. That and, sounds about right. The season they were having, and you weren't looking at one of the best defensive prospects. You weren't looking at his tape. You weren't sending people out to to see Georgia games. That yeah, does not surprise me. Um, it, it surprises me if everybody doesn't like this video. Subscribe to PHNX Cardinals podcast wherever you get your podcast. What a week we've had with this franchise. Some skeletons creeping up out of their corpses to talk about this franchise. It's not not a fun way to, to talk about this team, but hopefully we've made it a little bit easier to stomach. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. Skeletons in the closet, but then also, you know, coming out of the graveyard yeah. but everybody's hopefully still alive and doing well but uh we're doing great here on the show subscribe to phnx sports here on youtube ring that bell that notification bell anytime notified as bo mentioned many events coming up watch alongs parties coyote wrap-ups watch alongs with the diamondbacks i think there's a watch along with the coyotes tonight am i wrong there's yep. lots of good stuff going on so do not miss a minute of it in the meantime like and subscribe leave us a five star for bo brock I'm Johnny Venerable. We're back on a Friday. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.